I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Well, we go back to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline and bring in Hayden Grove of Cleveland.com. What's going on, Hayden? Good morning, G-Bush. How you doing, man? Hey, man, I can't complain. Cannot complain. Uh, we talking a little uh, – we haven't got to the Guardians yet. Um, it, it's crazy that, you know, you look at the, the your roster – you look at what they've done. Bo Naylor and uh, Josh Naylor hit some home runs uh, yesterday. Um, sounded good, but uh, they lose twelve to four. Um, so, so you know, it's just the, the age-old uh, thing with the Guardians. It's like, hey, you know, you go into, the, you come back off to the All Star break. You want to put some games together. You want to feel good about yourself. But then you come out and uh, give up twelve runs. Uh, you know, you still don't know what's going on with, uh, you know, Tristan McKenzie. Uh, whether or not he'll be back next year, this year, I, I think they should just go ahead and shut him down because I, I would expect he probably needs Tommy John surgery. Um, and then you, you got uh, Shane Bieber. We've been, does he stay? Does he go? Um, you, you know, what are you? What is your feeling so far about the Guardians and where they stand at this point? Well, I mean, I love before the All Star break where they were, you know, coming into the All Star break at 500 and then you know feeling kind of like they were kind of back and even last night starting off strong. You know, with the home runs by Bo and Josh, you kind of thought, okay, like, you know, this team, they, they're, they're ready to go for the second half. And then Texas, I, I, they're, just, they're just better. I mean, they're just an offensive juggernaut. Um, the bullpen's going to continue to be an issue for this Guardians team. It just has been kind of up and down all year long. Um, so last night, you know, doesn't give you the best taste in your mouth. But today's a new day. I was, I was feeling really good about them, you know, going into the All-Star break, um, you know, feeling like they were going to kind of push this division further, or push further ahead in this division. And instead, you know, now we get the news about Shane, and then, you know, they get beat last night, and Tristan McKenzie is out, and you're like, well, your biggest trade piece is now probably not going to get traded. How are you going to bring in an outfield bat? Are you going to bring in an outfield bat? It's just now it's kind of all up in the air. And, um, you know, it, it just seems like I said it earlier this year, and I've, I've said both things. I've said, you know, at times that I feel like the Guardians are just going to go win this division and, and win it going away, and, um, then at times I've said, you know, that this season feels snake bitten, and now we're back to the snake bitten. It's kind of been this up and down ride for the Guardians this year. So um, we'll see how it pans out. You just got to take it a day at a time. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, the Shane Bieber news is crazy because, you know, you you know the Guardians are back, to, you know, back behind closed doors calculating because they want the best move possible. They want the, they want to you know Guardians, and I think it's almost one of those things where it's almost their reputation precedes themselves. They always get the better of the deal, right? Especially when it comes to moving pitchers at the right place in the right time, and in and what they got back from them, and, and what they've been able to turn out to get. But now it doesn't seem like he's going to be able to be moved, um, just due to to the injury stuff. 
And now you look at the, a roster where pitching was your forte. Now you lose your top two guys at the top of the rotation. Um, and you have Allen, uh, you know, uh, Gavin Williams, you have uh, Bybee, and uh, you have uh, Allen, who uh, are the young, the young guns, so to speak. I think it'd be interesting, uh, your thoughts on having those guys potentially, if they do win this division, those guys being, you know, one of the guys at the top, obviously Savali is in there as well. Um, those guys getting the opportunity to pitch in the postseason. Yeah, I mean, you know, it would be very interesting to have Bybee, Logan Allen, um, uh, as you mentioned, Gavin Williams at the top of the rotation. I mean, Savali would probably be your number one if Shane Bieber were, were to not be there. But what better way to get experience than experience, right? I mean, you know, it, I wouldn't feel great about, you know, going to those games with rookie pitchers, uh, obviously. Uh, given, you know, postseason is, uh, is a little bit different than the regular season. These guys are going to have to learn that. But if the Guardians were getting to the postseason with these guys, I mean, you know, what better way to get experience than experience? So you wouldn't feel too confident. Um, but also, there's no other way to get around experience except to go through it. So um, that's kind of where I would be at if they were to get to that point. Um, maybe, again, maybe, maybe we're looking at this, you know, two glass half or glass half empty uh, in terms of Shane and Tristan. Maybe Tristan does get back. Maybe Shane does get back. Um, and then you have, you know, then you have Tristan, Shane, Savali, and then you have Bieber or Bybee and uh, Bybee and Williams kind of as your four and five, and those would be kind of excess pieces. So um, there, there, there is an opportunity for things to happen before October. Um, but you, that's why I said you just got to focus on the day-to-day grind of the season. Uh, let's transition to a little bit about the Cavs, right? So, you know, I've been having this thing where, you know, it just seems like there, there's – we. In Cleveland, we are never consistent on anything. We got we got one side on this this side, the other uh, on the other side. There's it seems to be a divide on Imani Bates. Like, you know, for a lot of people, it's exciting to see a guy that you know who has some sort of um, notoriety, cachet, and he actually has a skill set that that I think could translate to the league. Um, and they get him in the second round, and and you know, obviously it's summer league, right? But the Cavs are four no. Um, I'm looking forward to to watching them in the summer league. Um, you know, where do you stand on Imani Bates, and, and are you more bullish or bearish on him about what he could be in a couple of years if if he, he gets his mind together and they're able to mold and shape him into somebody that could be a contributor? Oh, I'm super bullish. Um, I think it was a great pick because, again, talent, that's the one thing you can't develop, right? Like, talent is talent. That's God-given. That's that's. Um, you know, it's just something that you're born with, something that you have. So Imani Bates has all the talent, right? He has all the talent in the world. We've seen it. He used to be the number one prospect. And then, you know, with talent has come some issues, you know, some mental stuff, some, you know, family stuff, some just all around kind of stuff that he's been dealing with. If the Cavs can get him away from that stuff and can focus on developing the player and the person, I think that there's plenty of opportunity for Imani Bates to be a really, really good NBA player. I think Cleveland was a great fit for him. Because there's no pressure on him to play. There's no pressure on him to even pan out. There's no pressure on him whatsoever. So this is just an opportunity for Cleveland to say, hey, you know, we got a guy that's got all the talent in the world, a guy that's got a great skill set, six foot nine or however tall he is, and he's got, you know, an ability to shoot the basketball, put the ball in the basket. Um, and we can kind of stash him away and keep him away from the spotlight and just do our thing with him and develop him the way that we would love to develop him. So I think Cleveland's a great situation for him. I think it was a great pick given where they drafted him at. There's no pressure. There's no you know, if they lose, if if he ends up being a bust, it's not a big deal. You know, he's second round NBA draft picks. That's not necessarily guys that, you know, uh, contribute all the time. So I think a great pick and a great place for Money Bates. Uh, you, you know, when we look at the, the Cavs in general, 
Um, you get Niang, you get uh, Max Struess, and and some people said they overpaid for Max Struess or whatever the case may be. I, I thought in general, I mean, if you're a Cavs fan or, or if you've been watching the Cavs and you took a look at what they have for assets, I, I thought they did a pretty good job of trying to do some different things. You look at, you, we just talked about drafting Imani Bates, who was a 6'9", uh, guy who who can shoot the ball, who can handle the ball, uh, obviously was highly talented coming out of college. You get him in the second round, and you're trying to mold and shape him, and, you know, with a two-way contract. You go get uh, Yang, who's a guy who was probably one of the, uh, you know, one of the better shooters on the market, uh, especially three-point um, shooting ability, able to stretch the four. And you get Max Struess. Now, $64 million over, I think, four years. But, you know, is, is that a bit over tag? If that's a bit, uh, you know, over what some people are comfortable, comfortable with, it might be. But at the end of the day, he's still a shooter. He still makes your team better in, in an area where you needed to get shooting. And the Cavs just didn't have very much that they could do to improve the roster. Do you think it's, it's the criticism is fair on the Max Struess uh, signing? I mean, any any criticism is fair. I mean, I, I think it's the NBA, and if a fan wants to be critical, they can be critical. I don't think that's um, it, it's ever really unfair um, in, in that regard about overpaying. My thing is this: it's not your money; it's <laughs> Dan Gilbert's you. money. It's Dan Gilbert's <laughs> money. So, like, if it doesn't work out, I mean, how else are they going to make this team better? You know, they 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 sign Yang, which is a great sh- signing, a forward that could shoot. That's what they needed. You know, Max Drews is one of the best shooting kind of wings in the market. That's what they wanted. That's what they needed. So, yeah, you over, okay, say that the market's a little uh, steeper than you would have liked. But, hey, it's exactly what you wanted. It's exactly what you needed for your team. You know, it was the best option available. I mean, like you said, Cleveland did not have that many options in regards to um, paying guys and getting big contracts into Cleveland. They signed their big players, and Darius Garland, they're going to have a max contract here with Evan Mobley. You have a max contract with Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell. They're hoping that he's not all the way in New York yet, and they're going to try to extend him. But, um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, again, I, I have no problem with what the Cavaliers did. You have to try, right? Like, it's it's better that they tried something than to not try. So, um, Cleveland improved their roster, and I think that's the most important thing. So, it's not their money. Let Dan Gilbert worry about the money. If he has to cut ties with Max Drews in two years, so be it. I mean, it is what it is. They, they did the best that they could with the alloc- with the assets they had. Um, I, I don't think that they were going to make a big swing for, like, a, you know, a Harrison Barnes who stayed in, in Sacramento or anything like that. So, I think the Cavs did fine. Um, and I think that they didn't need to make a big splash. Again, this team was really good last year. We we get the sour taste in our mouth because of the postseason. That needs to be addressed, but that's not that's not something that could be addressed with players. That's got to be addressed internally. Like Jared Allen's got to got to find a way to be mentally tougher. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's got to play better in the postseason. Darius Garland went through his. You know he's got to be mentally tougher. The whole team has to be mentally tougher. So that's not something that can be fixed with a free agent. That's something that needs to be fixed with um, a mindset and development. So I have no problem with what the Cavaliers did whatsoever. Uh, you know, really quick, we talking to Hayden Grove on the North Offset Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Uh, let's uh, let's transition to the Browns a little bit. Obviously, um, you know, training camp is coming up in, in less than I think it's a week from today uh, in uh, West Virginia. Um, do you think this was part of the program um, to go out there, get guys away because they knew just how important the start of the season was in terms of? You know, you look at the first part of their schedule. Like they don't have any games off. There's not like, you know, you could come out and, and you just slow around and dilly dally and you know maybe go one and three or something. Like they have to hit the ground running. Do you think this is all part of a, a greater plan to get these guys to focus and let everyone know, like, hey, this is this is a make or break year. 
Yeah, I think everybody knows it's a make-or-break year, and I think more than anybody, Kevin Stefanski knows that it's a make-or-break year. Um, I think Kevin Stefanski, you know, understands the gravity of the situation. Uh, I think that he knows that if they don't play well, um, that he's going to have big issues. Um, and I think that starting the season early and starting the season where they started it in or where they're starting it in the Greenbrier is, is a great idea, you know. Come together as a team, get to know each other, build that camaraderie. I think that's one thing that Cleveland has lacked over the last couple of years, is leadership and camaraderie, because even when Baker was here, you know, they had obvious issues with Baker Mayfield and as a leader. And last year, you know, Deshaun coming in, the leadership wasn't strong. Miles Garrett is never going to be a leader, and we need to just figure that out now before later. Um, you know, he's a guy that's going to lead by example, but he's not going to be a locker room leader, rah-rah guy, and I think you need that guy every now and then. So this is an opportunity for Deshaun Watson to take the reins, an opportunity for the, for the Browns to come together as a team, build that camaraderie, and, um, and just, you know, build that team building. They haven't had that over the last couple of years. Everybody knows how important this year is. So, yes, I think it was a great idea to do that. Yeah, listen, and, and well, let's drill down on that, too. Like, to, to me, I, I look at it, and, and – I think it's a little bit to, to be said for the fact that the Browns just have not had a quarterback. They just haven't had. And, and when I'm watching movies and shows and watching film and, you know, I go back, there's a Netflix special uh, in terms of, uh, I think it's called uh, Quarterbacks, um, but it's, it's by Peyton Manning. So they follow Marcus Mariota, Kirk Cousins, and, uh, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes for a whole season last year. And they go in behind the scenes, ins and outs of practice, all these different things. And you just start to notice <clears throat> just how much goes on their plate from morning to night, like from 7 a.m., 6 a.m., all the way to the end of the day, them doing things and being the representative of not only just themselves but the team. And you start to realize that a lot of that heavy lifting, a lot of it goes on the quarterback. A lot of it is that guy just literally being the face of the franchise do you think that's it's a little bit that, that the Browns, we kind of look for other people because we haven't had that guy? Yeah, I mean, I've been watching. I've been watching. I'm on episode four of the series. It's amazing. I'm, I'm, um, on, I'm on episode two. I, I, ain't it crazy? <laughs> it's yeah, good. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome. And you'll even see more as you go through the series how much more um, there is, uh, you know, that, that these guys have to go through in terms of pain management and all this stuff. Um, but I think that, you know, I think the thing with at least two of those guys, and, and maybe not Mariota, but with Kirk Cousins and with Patrick Mahomes, right? They they are the unsung or they are the absolute leaders of their teams. You see how much they go into it. You see how much they put into it. Um, you see how much they they you know sacrifice and how much they um, command or respect they command in that locker room. I mean, Kevin O'Connell singing the praises of of Kirk Cousins, and I think Kirk Cousins specifically has gained a ton of respect just through these four episodes. Yeah. The way that the way that he plays the game, the way that he you know works his butt off every single minute of the day. Um, to be the best quarterback that he can be. Uh, and I think Deshaun needs to be that. You know, Deshaun is a talented player, there's no doubt. There's another level. There's another level. There's another level not only to his talent, but more so his um, his leadership. So I want to see that from Deshaun. I want to see him take the reins as the leader of this football team, and rally this team together, and be that guy. You know, all the stuff, all the stuff that happened, you know, for better or for worse, it's no longer in the, in the spotlight, right? Yep. The, the, the lawsuits are gone. All that stuff is gone. He's paid his money. He's paid his dues, whatever. You know, you can all, uh, anybody can have kind of a bad taste in their mouth about what happened. I understand that. But at the end of the day, it's over. So be the leader that you need to be. Take all that stuff, learn from it, and be, step up to the plate and be the guy for the Cleveland Browns. I think he can be. And I think, you know, there's an opportunity right in front of him to do that. Yeah, listen, uh, I, I think that's a, that's a really great point. 
um, you know, just seeing what they do and how they move. And, and I think Kirk Cousins got a lot of cool points for me. Like, I think he he's made himself look really like, like just to just to know that he's doing all that stuff. I think he's coming off a a much better um, than going into it. I think people get a new perspective of of Kirk Cousins and and what he's able to bring to the table. Really quickly, I'm gonna ask you. Uh, I'm gonna ask you for a surprise before this camp starts. I'm gonna ask you for a surprise guy who you think may make the squad that people didn't think would. And then I'm gonna ask you for somebody who is a surprise cut that might may not make the roster that people got penciled in. Wow, that's a tough question. I mean, this roster is pretty set, right? Like, right. you look you look at it, and you got you know you got your guys. You know who your guys are. You get your guys are um, your starters are pretty much set on both sides of the ball. You have backups on both sides of the ball. Um, surprise cut, man. That's a tough one. Um, goodness gracious, I'm sure it's gonna be a receiver, right? Like they have so many receivers right now. Um, maybe, De- you know, the De- DeAndre Hopkins saga has yet to unfold. Um, I-, I think that it's it's not a surprise cut, uh, but I think Jakeem Grant probably doesn't make the roster given that um, you have Marquise Goodwin. I mean, that's the, only, that's the only person I can think of off the top of my head right now. I don't think Harrison Bryan will get cut. I don't think Anthony Schwartz is a surprise cut. I think he's going to get cut um, regardless unless he puts up an amazing camp. Um, and a surprise guy to make the team? Goodness. Um Oh, oh! I do have a surprise cut. Okay. I do have a surprise cut, and it's it's one that fans are not going to like, and I get it. I don't think David Bell makes his team, and I I know that all the all the analytics are going to point to him being there, and I know that all the, you know, everybody's saying that David Bell's going to have a better year, and he might. And I'm saying this is kind of like an out there, outlandish cut, but I could see it happening. I could see where David Bell um, gets cut, um, and that makes kind of three receivers: Jakeem Grant, David Bell, and Anthony Schwartz don't make this roster. I think probably Bell has the best opportunity to make it out of the three of them. Um, a surprise to make the team? Man. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe like one of the Ohio, maybe one of the undrafted guys, maybe like a t- uh, uh, the, the safety from Ohio State, the, uh, Ronnie Hickman. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hickman, yeah. That's, that's, I, I always forget that he signed as an undrafted yeah. guy. Yeah. You know always why? And, and the reason why is because, you know, they need safeties. They, they've had safety issues in the past. Um, and I think Ronnie Hickman played really well at Ohio State. Maybe not well enough to get drafted, but I, I, I kind of am biased having watched him a lot. I think he's a good player, so I could see that happening where uh, a guy like Ronnie Hickman can make the roster. Hey, now we appreciate you coming on uh, short notice, and we'll definitely check back in with you uh, as the weeks roll on, but I appreciate you, and I uh, look forward to checking out your content on cleveland.com. All right, man. Appreciate you, Jeebus. Thank you. All right, man. Uh, that's Hayden Grove on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Let's go directly to a 2020 update. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.